Um, I uh, have a thing that I teach called King. And it stands for knowing I need God. But some of these words actually mean knowing purpose or passion or plan. Some is identity, then another integrity. Can't spill, just so you know. Need, where do you get your needs met from? And then God and grace. <clears throat> now, I think last week we talked about uh, purpose and plan. We also talked about traumatic experiences. Many people go through traumas, and those traumas trigger and keep re-triggering Issues that at this stage in our lives are affecting our decision-making process. <clears throat> so what are some triggers? If you grew up in a violent home, if your dad was an alcoholic, if you or somebody was sick, somebody you know was sexually molested, if you played football and you had concussions, if you served in the military. All of these things are traumatic experiences that we have now found out through science are linked to homelessness. Now, does that mean that everybody that has had these issues are homeless? No, it doesn't. No. But we know through scientific studies that a mass majority of people who are homeless suffer from mental traumas or mental disorders. Now, there are a couple of things. I can either treat the effect, which means coming to the mission, going through the mission, and getting to a job, get you somewhere to stay so you can get out of here. Or I believe that we can, if we can fix the trauma through certain strategic things that we do, that we are able to solve the problem for the rest of your life. Now, immediately, yeah, you need shelves, clothes, food, job, all that, immediately. But if we solve that issue and not solve the problem, guess what you're gonna do? You'll be right back. You'll be right back. It's the same mentality as if you're a prisoner. We also know that military and the prison mentality are also related to homelessness. Again? Prison, prison mentality, and military. You want to know why? Structure. That's a very good fact. It is. Because see, you got to think. If you go to prison, guess what they're going to tell you to do? They say, when you get up, rules, guidelines. If you go in the military, guess what? Rules, say, get up. Ah, now, guess one other fact? A shelter. Same thing. They're going to tell you when you get up. So when you are a person who needs a community, or when you are a person who needs a tribe, and through science we know that we have a tribal instinct. Human beings are tribal in nature. We group together in nature. So if you put enough like-minded minds in one vicinity, those people will become tribal and they will stay.
not me. These are facts. These are things like the sunshine that we can get up and look out and see. I'm not making this up all willy-nilly. So how do we train, how do we change the current situation? No, I'm not just talking about homelessness. Because some of you don't even think, probably don't even look at homelessness as a problem. <coughs> See, that's the issue. Then we, then we have those who have victim mentality. Being meaning that everything, the reason why I am where I am is because of what has been done to me. Now, mind you, and I want to use for example today, everybody in here raise your hand if you know who Apostle Paul is. Or was. Was. Well, Pastor Paul, uh, Pastor, the Apostle Paul. Paul wrote pretty much three quarters of the New Testament Bible. Paul was a Roman citizen. Paul was a persecutor of Jews, Christians. He was a man with a gun and a firing line trying to shoot and kill somebody. Well, on a particular day when Paul was uh, on his way to persecute some Christians, the Lord busted him in the mouth, knocked him off his horse, and made him blind. Now, here's this, let's, let's fast forward this to modern day time. Guy was riding his car, had an accident. He's going to throw some people in jail. They happen to be Christians. But guess what? Along his way, he was in, like I said, in an accident. And instead, when he got out of the hospital, instead of him changing his life around, he moved into a homeless shelter and just stayed. And when everybody asked him, sir, why are you still coming here? Why are you still here? Paul said, "A bright." he could say, a bright light knocked me and I was in a car accident and they hit me and I'm trying to work out the system with the government. <coughs> One year passes. Paul, why are you still here? Well, I'm still waiting on the government. Another year passes. Paul, why are you still here? I'm still waiting on the government. Paul, why are you still here? Or what happened for you to get here? Well, I was in a car accident. They hit me. Three years passed, they hit me. Four years passed, they hit me. Five years passed, they hit me. So basically what has happened is he has become a victim. And in this life, if you want to be a victim, you're not going to have much. But if you want to be a victor, you can accomplish a lot. Well, how do we do that? It's crazy. We see people say it, talk about it all the time. But if you're not dealing with the trauma in your life, the reasons that you are actually going through what you're going through, if you want to avoid your issues and your mess, then what's going to happen is you're going to have a revolving door of either homelessness, prison, or something. It's always going to need to be a hand-to-mouth. It's always going to need to be um, somebody else's fault and not my own. I never take the responsibility for myself. So, if getting out of this shelter, if, and so I'm going to be honest with you, some of you guys, this is it. I know that's a hard truth. I'm not here to be your big friend. I'm not here to be your buddy. I'm here to be, I'm here for basically for an intervention. This is an intervention. And you can't be sweet, nice, and ugly with an intervention. I'm not here to just pat you on the back and say, oh, it is, woe is you, woe is you. The world has done you wrong. I could be, be honest with you, don't care. I'm here because I believe that there's something greater within you, and there are some of you 
who are just going to stay here because guess what? The light has gone out in your life. There is no passion. There is no desire. There is no seeking for purpose. There is no growth. There is no development. You are comfortable where you are. And when you get comfortable, Paul could have gotten comfortable after he was knocked off the horse. Paul could have been cool with staying where he stayed while he was blind. He could have been cool with that. But we would not have three quarters of the Bible if he was just happy with staying where he was because he was a victim. Think about it. The Bible. If Paul would have decided to stay at the Atlanta mission and never change his life around. Think about it. You got Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. You got uh, a few of the other ones and then nothing. You don't have 1st, 2nd Corinthians, Galatians, Ephesians. You don't have any of those books, Romans. You don't have those books. If Paul would have decided to just stay a victim. If Paul would have decided to grow as an old man and be a victim. Paul had to deal with his trauma. Paul had a trauma. Paul went to God three times and said, God, please remove my issue. God did not remove his issue, but did that stop Paul? Paul did not stop writing his words because he had a trauma. Just because you were done wrong don't mean that you got to sit here and be a victim. Waving your white flag every single day for the rest of your life. It does not. There is no excuse for pitching a tent in a homeless shelter. <laughs> I'm not here to coddle you. I'm sorry. I apologize. I believe we are seen. I believe that there's greatness still within you. But it's up to you. These people in this facility are doing their job to help you or provide for you an opportunity to change around. But I hate to tell you this, unless you decide to do it, there is nothing that can be done. It's left up to you. It's not left up to the people who work here. If you don't want to make a move, I always say, let it be known so somebody can take your spot that actually needs it. So, we do have to develop. We, we do have to develop a plan of action. But, if we don't develop or find out our purpose, our purpose, purpose, you know, like a car, car is a purpose, A B, that's the purpose of the car. And then you gotta have some passion behind that, which is like the fuel that's gonna keep you moving. And you need to plan. Those three things are very important, those three P's. But what I really wanted to focus on was identity. For some of you, I hate to say it, the victim is the identity. When, you know, and I know we, we, we play these gospel songs. We, we have like we had before, we, you know, you know, all these gospel songs. But here's the problem sometimes with that. Everybody know the words to the song, but don't nobody want to do the actions that require. Amen. No. That's right. You got that right. We, everybody want to get happy with the song. Oh, oh, oh. The music. Oh, oh, oh. Everybody happy. Everybody hot. But don't nobody want to do what the work is required. You know what I'm saying? Here's, here's the great part. There are two people that I'm just going to focus on right now. Two people in the Bible that once they encounter God, they change. When Peter met Christ, Christ changed his name. And Peter became an apostle. When Paul met Jesus on the Damascus Road, his name changed. And Paul changed. 
So I, I, I like to, I like to shoot a plane. If you're not gonna change, please stop getting high off the phone. If you're not going to do the work that's required to change your life around, I hate to have to be the bearer of bad news for you. I need you to move out the way. I'm sorry.
shoe on, tie my shoe up, and wear my shoe. But when I don't want to admit what I'm not doing, that's when I start saying the shoe too big or too small. <laughs> See, it's always when you are a victim, you're going to find a way for you to be the be the be the hurt party. But when you are a victor, you say, well, guess what? Maybe there is something else I need to do with my life. In order for God to move, you got to get rid of the pain and anger and frustration and bitterness out of your heart. If you bitter at your neighbor, your mama, your daddy, your cousin, your son, your daughter, your wife, your preacher, everybody else, if you bitter at them, you're going to rock them. You're going to rock yourself to death. Go ahead. A lot of people, a lot of people blame God. Trust me, I've been there. God, that's the right there. <laughs> it is. It is. Listen, last year, I had grandmother die from high flood a week later. Before my little older grandmother died. Me personally, I had some other physical issues. Guess what happens when you start going through like God, the world crash? I've been busted in the mouth 17, 18 times. You know what God did for me? I'm just being real. Right, right. I mean, you know what? Be not conform to this world, but the renewing of your mind. Go ahead. But if you search through the scriptures, particularly the New Testament, you will find that it's, it's generally adverse circumstances, like like situations like this here, that drives us to Christ. Mm -hmm. It's supposed to. But see, I can drive you to Christ. You can be driven to Christ all day. But if you don't remove the problem in your heart, you ain't going to never move yourself from this place. See, the problem is not Jesus. The problem is the mirror. And when somebody stands in front of you and reflect your mirror, guess what you're going to want to do? You're going to want to run and hide and get behind out the way. You ain't talking about me. Uh-uh. I don't like what I see. I don't like what you're saying. I don't like what you see. I'm going to run from it. But see, that's what I'm not trying to get you to get. I'm not trying to get that. that that's not what I want you to see. I want you to see the greatness that's in you. But the only way that you can see the greatness is you got to accept the bitterness that comes along with you, too. you got to accept the problem that comes along with you, too. And Paul, Paul being a servant of Christ, Paul being a person who had his own issues, Paul was never a victim. He never victimized himself. You look at any of the apostles. Peter was so, when after Peter messed up so bad, Peter was so focused on Christ that when Peter was crucified, he said, don't crucify me upright. Because I'm not worthy of that. Crucify me upside down. Because that's my value. He was no victim. But when you play the victim mentality, you will rot to death. You will grow old. You will pass away like a feather in the wind, a dust in the wind. And Paul, Paul went to Arabia for three years to be comforted by the Holy Spirit because he had many things he had to do. But like I said before, Paul prayed. God, take this away from me. He, he won yeah. time. Three times. What did God say to God him? God told him no. No. <laughs> no. Yeah. My, my, grace, my grace is sufficient. Amen. That's right. You know what I mean? And, and that's, the, that's the beauty of it. Grace is sufficient. Great, my grace is sufficient. In your weakness. In your weakness. Not in my weakness, not in his her weakness, not in somebody else's weakness. In in your weakness, I am made strong. When it's about you, you see, look, this is one thing I've learned. 
nothing in your life changes. Nothing. It stays the same and then it gets worse. But when it becomes about him and you start putting everything on him, see, you know, a lot of people can talk. We can all talk about it. I don't read the Bible from front to back. I know all the stories. I'm just saying, if we really know the story, say, for instance, of Paul or the prodigal son, we would realize that the prodigal son could have stayed a victim. I lost all my money. I threw all my money away. Now I'm homeless, slapping these hogs. Being that they stole my money, rather than I lose it, lost it. Being that they took my money, they did this to me, they did that to me. In this hog pen, I'm going to be happy because they have done so much negative to me. The prodigal son could have stayed a victim. But he didn't. He had to do some work. He had to get out his butt. He had to go, and when he was slapping off hogs, guess what he said he was doing? He was slapping hogs. That means he was getting paid. So he was slapping the hogs, looking at their food, saying, man, this looks good. And that's when he realized, see, some people have come to the mission, and they have not yet come to themselves. Some people are in here just so they can be a victim and stay a victim. And they haven't yet to wake up. The prodigal son was slapping hogs and he woke up. I, you don't think he knew Jewish customs and traditions? You don't think he was educated? In the, his father was wealthy. You don't think he was educated? You don't think he knew the Bible? I'm using the Bible as an example. You don't think he knew the Bible front with and back? He could probably quote the Torah from beginning and end. He knew it. He had a great relationship with Yahweh. He was one of Yahweh's best people. He probably was. But he threw all his money away because it wasn't in his heart. See, 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 the thing is, when you even look at the prodigal son, he could have stayed a victim. Look at how they took off my money. Come on, you slap me off. But the prodigal son woke up one day and said, you know what? In my father's house, there are people, I could be a slave and live better than this. He came to himself and he went home. See, some of us can't go home. Why can't you go back home? I don't know, maybe you did so. But in the, in, in, in the world of Christ, for the love of God, we can go home, we can go home to him. See, some of us can't go back to our physical home. Maybe you burned too many bridges. Maybe you did too many things wrong. But you did some stuff that won't allow you to go back. And now you're stuck right where, where you are. And you refuse to take responsibility for what you did. Mm. You, you said the prodigal son had to do some work. He did some work. And you're absolutely right. But when you think about it, come to yourself. Come, come to some kind of realization about, about what your status in life. What you had to do. What you had to do. It takes a lot of soul searching. That's all. That's hard work. Not only is it hard work, when you really sit down and you look at yourself in the mirror, guess who the first person you start getting mad at? Go back to your old, because when you 
go back to your old way, yeah. you still acting your old your, your old, old way, way out. But if you speak to the rock and it flows out, that means you can catch it with your hand. 
he going to do everything to lead to gear up for a, a militia or a military. But Jesus wasn't talking about that. But what we have to focus on is, is that if we don't have an identity that's rooted in Christ, we go haywire. Look at Peter. Peter was, Peter and Jesus was basically, you know, I want to say sure, not too far. Somebody, you know what I'm trying to come up with? Oh, Andre and Big Boy, my cat. They got out of down they were. They were close. When Jesus went to do certain stuff, he always was right, Peter, James, and John. So when Peter, when Jesus, when Jesus told Peter, Peter, you're going to deny me three times, he was like, man, you crazy. He says, because Peter, Peter saw Jesus. Peter knew Jesus. He said, you know, he's not ready to die. He's not ready to die. Right. So Peter was holding on.
But then your first week, you can be in making progress. That's the detail. Big picture, get out of the mission. Little detail, do the process. But guess what? After one year and you're still coming to the mission, guess what's the problem? You ain't good with the details. You can sit in counseling. You can sit in presses. You can sit in chapel. You can sit in God knows whatever else you want to sit in. You can talk about Jesus. You can walk about Jesus. You can tell you that you and G, you know what Jesus looked like. That's how I told y'all with. But until you're willing to do these little bitty incremental steps, ain't nothing gonna change. So I can fast. I'm just fast. So when does a person start to begin to take care of those? <coughs> well, see, well, here, here's where I started, and I talked about it last week. I believe we need to, I need, I believe we need to start here. Yeah. Something happened in your life. Something. I don't know what it is, because you know you better than I do. You know yourself. You know yourself. Yeah. Something happened to you. Somebody, either somebody did something to you, or something happened that broke you. And whatever that is, maybe it's alcoholism, maybe it's drugs, maybe it's, I don't know, whatever it could be. Maybe there is something, whatever, it could be anything. But maybe something happened to you that altered your trajectory towards success. <clears throat> now, can I skip trouble? Yeah, I can skip it. We can start going into knowing a purpose, getting a plan. So I say one, Two, three. If you're gonna need passion, fuel the flame. Oh, you said skip that? No, I, that's what I'm using that as a I'm joking. Okay. Oh. We can skip this and go from just go just deal with this first. But you you're gonna run out of this because you don't want to deal with this. And that's and that ain't that putting the horse before the chair. Yes. See, if you don't want to deal with your alcoholism. This ain't gonna work. See, look, this is a job, right? This ain't gonna work if you don't wanna deal with your alcoholism. Because guess what the alcoholism doing? The alcoholism will give you a break because you need a job to support the alcoholism. But if you don't ever deal with the fact that you're an alcoholic, you ain't gonna never be able to deal with and get anything else accomplished for a long period of time. Maybe it's not alcoholism, maybe it's drugs. If you don't get cleaned out, you get pat purpose, passion in the plan, you get you a job, but guess what you don't have to do the job? You don't lose it. And then, and then after a yes. while, all that starts getting blurred. Yeah. From you not dealing with all that, your purpose, your passion, that plan, all yeah. that starts getting blurred because you have not dealt with the trauma. Because you ain't dealt with the trauma. All, all those dreams, the things that you yeah. have just start. So what happens is basically everything just gets covered up. You get swept under the rug. Now, some of this trauma. Might be 50 years old. Oh, yes. Yes. And it might be generational. I can't spell. Sorry, It might be generational. It might be something from your mama, your daddy, your grandma, your granddaddy. It could be anything. And you're dealing with it. Most mental disorders come from your family members. Sorry, It's passed down from generation to generation. Go ahead, Bob. Well, for me, and I think some other people's problem may be that 
you know, the trauma itself, we can't, we can't, we can't identify it or relate to it, and so therefore, you know, we can't determine, you know, mm. turn I got what made them think the drugs were damn, what made them think the alcohol was damn. Well, see, because we can't identify with the trauma, we can't relate to it. Well, see, the thing is, the the drugs and alcohol help mask the trauma. It puts a cover over. So I'm not look. I'm not saying it could be anything, but that takes for you to investigate. You got to stand in the mirror and ask me, ask yourself, what happened in my life. You know what I'm saying? What did my dad? Did my daddy do anything to me? Did, I'm not. I'm not saying that's what took place. I'm saying did somebody hurt me when I was a kid in school? Was I beat upside the head? Was I pushed around? Was I kicked around? Was I cussed out? What? What did you see? What happened? What evolved in your life? What evolved in your life to cause you to feel the way that you're feeling? Because what's happening is every job you get, every person you get a relationship with, it gets self-destructive. And so, and so the doors and that always come down with dealing with it or hiding from it or whatever. Yes. And every time you drink that alcohol, all you're doing is pushing the trauma back. And when you come out of dealing, when you when when the buzz, y'all know how that y'all know I know how that buzz is, right? When that buzz wear off, guess what's right back in your face? Trump. Listen, I don't try to drink my I don't try to drink my trauma through a bottle of vodka. I know. It don't work. It don't work. Jim Bean, Jim Bean is not gonna bring you peace of mind, trust me. That's the problem, that that's sometimes. That's the problem that sometimes. <laughs> that cocaine, that 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 that, that meth, that all that other stuff, yeah. Oh, and here's another one: homelessness. It's a it's a drug as well. Oh, really? Wanna know why? Because there's a high that comes when you come to the shelf. Because you're in a tribe now. You amongst your people. You're around people just like you. So you have friends. You have a community. They're not, gonna, they're not gonna ever say it. Because it, it, it's, it's, it's not something that you are going to literally think about. It's an, it's an habit. You know what a habit is? Wake up in the morning, brush your teeth. That's a habit. Over and over again. Guess what? We, have you ever left the house and forgot your wallet? Man, you feel like you're naked. All day. You can dress you can get back to it all day. Man, I'm naked, ain't got my wallet, I can't feed myself, my car, everything. You ain't got no money on your damn car. You ain't you broke. They got no money in your wallet, but you still feel naked and broke. Homelessness is the same way. I can't get comfortable in this type of environment. Too much like being prison, man. Too much like. But see, look, that's why if people are different. Some people are happy, right? And that's good, though. You see what I'm saying? Some people are happy. I can get. I can get this. Well, see, look, take that passion. That's good. And push yourself out of here, because there gonna be people that's gonna be here this Christmas. <laughs> Straight up. Because they don't have that fire. Yeah. They're just gone. Left 20 years ago. Mm. It burned out. Something happened. I don't know what it was. Something didn't go their way. And they gave up. And that's why I was talking about Paul. Paul could have given up, but he's like you. I gotta do something. See, guess what also happened in Paul's life? Paul witnessed a man die. For now, the person Paul now serves. Paul knew what 
people like him was going to do to him. So Paul was holding the coat of the people stoning Stephen. Why? Because of Stephen's relationship with Jesus. So Paul, not only did Paul have uh, uh, some issues, Paul also probably was scared. He had some PTSD in there too. Well, if I serve Jesus, they don't stone me today. Are they going to throw me somewhere and kill me? <coughs> but look at what Paul overcame. Paul overcame fear. He overcame the, the victim mentality. He overcame all of that to do what he did for Christ. That's why we're still talking about it. Because Paul, guess what? Paul went to God three times, right? Because of what? <coughs> Trump. Paul had something that happened. Paul, there was something that wasn't healed in him. That was a trauma. And Paul could have said, man, screw the trauma, God. I'm just going to do what you're going to call me to do. But Paul wanted to do it without having to deal with the trauma. But he couldn't. He couldn't. I guarantee you, when Paul was writing all of those letters, I bet you half of it was therapy. I pressed the water and marvel the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Therapy. Because Paul had to get out of him what was in him. But that's what I'm saying. The same thing goes for you. This does not have to be the end for you. It don't. I know y'all saying I'm too old. Look, God worked in mysterious ways. But you got to deal with the fact that you messed up first. See what I'm saying? You got to deal with the fact that I did something. I, I made a mistake. I'm not saying you failed. But no, I made a mistake. I messed up my life. I didn't do the things I was supposed to do when I was supposed to do them. So now I'm just kind of messed up. But God, if you are a renewer, if you can give me back my years, I'm going to ask that you move. But if you ain't willing to say I, made, I messed up. I need to fix myself and God, we need to get to work on myself and we need to get this victim mentality kicked out of my life. So you can pray all day, but if you don't pray about the stuff that's told to you to pray, you, know, that, you might not get the healing. You praying about what somebody need to help you do instead of praying for God to give you the strength. Stop praying about what the government need to do and they need to fix my situation. Start praying, God, give me this strength. Help me to be what I need to be. Change your prayer, but you can't do that, can you? You don't want to do that. Because it's always got to be somebody else's problem. You always got to need somebody to help you with something. But you know the word. You know what God can do. But instead of you praying for God to bless you and help you, <coughs> get you through the situation, you want to talk about, well, they ain't gave me my check yet. What kind of mess is this? You need the government. If you always stand with a handout, you'll never be able to give a hand up. So, so with that type of thinking, mm -hmm. of, like you said, knowing God's word, knowing what he can do. Mm -hmm. But like you said, I'm just waiting uh, Some That thinking right there. That's a learned behavior. Right, that's a learned behavior. Right. So for someone to switch that, like, I lift my eyes into the hills, which come my help. My help comes from, from the Lord, not the government. See what I'm saying? When you get up in the morning, you brush your teeth, wash your face, put on your right? Right. See, 
people wear scriptures like a hat. Right. They can poke every line in the Bible. Right. But it ain't in their heart. So how does it get in their heart? See, now, that's where the issue starts. Because you got to start dealing with the trauma. Ah! Dealing with the trauma might be going to a psychiatrist. So, so if, with someone denying it, doing that, you're just basically self. If I, let me use myself, if I was the, I'm basically self defeating myself. Yeah, it's called insanity. It's insanity. Because yeah. and you're looking for a different result every time. Different result. And you're never gonna get a different because the problem is not them. The problem is me. See, we gotta deal with the me. See, the moment you stop dealing with them, because see, some of us are so holy in Jesus. That we, Jesus, Jesus is trying to deal, deal with you first. You're like, no, Lord, they need to fix them. <laughs> Stop fixing them and start fixing you, and you'll see them a little bit better. <laughs> well, listen, I, listen, the stuff I'm telling y'all, don't sit here and thank God don't deal with me in the same way. Mm-hmm. Give me, man, and he'll come out and quit. Give me what you're doing, baby. Well, let me see. Um, um, uh, you know. Well, Lord, I'm, uh, and I get the heat on too. <laughs> well, you know, and God, like, you need to work on yourself. <laughs> let, let, let me set you down a little bit so you focus on you. Let, let, let me, let, let, let me, see, you, 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 you think you can do all this without me, don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Let me take some stuff from you. Let me trip. Yeah, yeah, let me trip. Let, 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 let me hurt you. Let me get you back on your knees. Let me get you back to brand. Let me get you back to discovering who you are and then spending time with me. Let me get you back. Let me let me, let, let me, let, let, let me chop you down a little bit. You're on your high horse now. You think you've done some success? Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, let me get you right. You do me the same way? Yeah, yeah. I be sitting over here talking, talking to y'all and be talking to myself too. Like, God, God. <laughs> <laughs> I get in the car. I be in my car. I be like, Lord, you have to do that to me. You have to do that to me. I wasn't asking for that. I didn't need none of that. I didn't want this butt whooping that you gave me. I didn't want that. That's why I tell y'all, sometimes I'm up here, I be sitting down there with y'all. I be like, man, this cool. You know, he said one more thing I like, God don't like. But then guess what? That means God is dealing with me on the same stuff. See, I gotta do, I gotta deal with my trauma too. I gotta deal with my purpose and my passion and development plan too. I gotta deal with my identity. But the great thing about identity and the great thing about all of this is this. My grace is sufficient. Grace. You don't have to wake up every day. Look, change starts when you want it to start. That's when it starts. But unless you don't want to accept God's grace, unless you don't want to start change, you're going to keep running into the same issues. And, I'm tra- I'm, I, and I keep trying to say it. Y'all are better than it. You got to see yourself as better than this. I'm not trying to say I'm better than a homeless shelter, but I'll be honest with you. God made me for better than this. He made me. Do you ever see a Rolls Royce's value go down? No. I was riding on uh, 85, about to get off on... uh, and as I'm, as I'm coming up the side, I look to my right, and there's a white Lamborghini just. I'm looking at that car. I like car. So I'm looking at the car, and it's, you know, it's, you know, I'm in a camera now. I'm in a 
the top of that car thumbing my windshield. That on the side. I said, God, who that thing is beautiful as you hear? You just you listen, you like, man, this thing is so sweet. You like, ooh. So you look at the car and I'm like, but guess what? That car costs a quarter of a million dollars to take him from one spot to another. You and the camera take me from one spot to another. At the end of the day, you still the same. It don't matter how you get there, just get there. It don't matter how you get to God, get to God, and pray to God to help you deal with you. Stop praying against everybody else and start praying to get you changed. Because that's the hardest part. Because if you ever get to the point where you can stop dealing with them and start dealing with me, oh my goodness, because that's Nobody want to deal with me. You see what I'm saying? Nobody want to deal with the I. What I got to do. Well, I always got to do stuff. Why do I need to change? Why do I need to fix this? You want to know why you need to change? Because that's the key right there. That's the key. And you're the, whole, you're the key to the puzzle for changing your life around. You are. Not nobody else. Can I say something else? Sure. I think, I think like being on something earlier, you know, a lot of us guys have lost hope. <laughs> That spirit done die because we, we do forget that there's still people out there, family and friends that are actually there for us and that's, that's, that's hoping and that they need us and are depending on us. You know, we don't lost that that that. Well, see, to know. And that and that's when finding Christ mm-hmm. and developing a relationship with Christ is so important. Because once you've lost him. Once you've lost your family, once you've lost, once, and that, that's, why I go, that's why I say, here, people think this is a tribe. Wanna know why? Because they think it's family. I, I keep saying, this is not your home. This is a business. And you are a part of the business. You can, you, basically, you're a cow. This is a business. And if you don't think it's a business, you got the wrong idea. I got an email talking about the, the percentages of the number of people leaving and the number of people staying. They gave me a whole list of all the things that happened. But guess what? The people that stay, they never get championed. They never, they never, they never get applauded. They, they applaud you here. But when they sit in front of them billionaires, they're not applauding you then. Because you're still here. The goal of the mission, the mission's mission, is to get you out of here in your own place back in the future. It's up to you whether that takes six months or ten years. Because like I said, that was a guy. He came here in the class two times. He got a $17 an hour paying job in Walmart. And I think he didn't pick off. Because when he came in here, he was wild. Okay, what I gotta do, what I gotta do? But he asked the question. Where I gotta go. The mission is strategically placed to get you a job. The mission is strategically placed to get you off the drugs. They got a free center. Every you get off the drugs, you want to be cleaned out. The mission is strategically placed to get you in front of employers if that's what you want. The, the mission is not strategically placed for you to use it and abuse it. There are people in this city who need this opportunity and you sitting in this spot. That's selfish. That means it's all about you, and it ain't about what God can do for somebody else. You waiting on something to happen to you. God waiting on you to get out of the way. 
You block me. Stop. Ooh, I can't say that word. <laughs> Stop blocking. <laughs> Stop blocking. Get out the way. But you don't want to do that because you don't found your family. You got people that listen to you and take what you say and, and, and view you as this horror. You somebody important in the mission. You got clout, I'm sorry. You got clout in the mission. You veto Pauliano in the mission. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Ain't funny. I never issued you. Ain't funny. No, I know, sir. I know. In the reverse. I know. You wasn't betrayed. So a lot of, a lot of what I'm seeing and understanding, and it, it, it is what it is. A lot of cats, man, they have an issue with the way the mission being a Christian-based organization. Well, you know. Uh, and so when they come here, you know, it's like, yeah, they go through the motions, whatever, but they like. Well, first of all, the Muslims ain't here for nobody. So the bow tie guy in the corner in the theme park. You know, now don't get me wrong, I like what the um, Muslims do. <coughs> But that's not what he 
that's not what you brought into my life. And God said, I chose you because you would open your mouth and talk about it. Because you know how many folks, especially, I'm a 260-pound African-American man that loves reading books, watching documentaries, and doing a little writing here on occasion. Who in the world would believe that my behind would be able to talk about mental illness when very few people that look like me talk about it? So in business, they call that a niche market. You found something that you can do. And now I'm not here's my left. How many other people that you see come to this mission, peddling religion, who talk about mental illness and come to the homeless shelter? Everybody want to bring Jesus to the homeless shelter, but don't nobody want to <coughs> get in now. We're going to talk about Jesus, but we don't want to live out the truth, meaning, and the creed of going to that for teaching all nations. And baptize in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We don't, I was going to do that. See, the, the, the thing is, though, you can't do all these things that you're talking about if you just got this head knowledge, you know. And that's why Paul in, in Romans 10 9, he emphasized, put it in your heart, you know. You got to have this thing in your heart, you know. Have it in your head, they will put it in your But guess what? The people who got it in their head think they have it in their heart. Hey, let's be Why you just stepped off the cliff? I'm Paul. <laughs> I'm looking for the strong strength. But <laughs> that, that, yeah, they, wow, that they got it in their head, but they think they got it in their heart. That's self-deception. To me. You wow. know the word backwards and forwards. You can say your ABZs from Z to A. You know it. But then if that's the case, if you don't apply it, why are you here? Or you don't believe it. And here's why they're here. Somebody did something to them. Right? Get over it. That's not easy to do. No, it ain't, but it's something for you. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just telling you from my personal experience. <laughs> no, it ain't. But, that ain't easy to do. It ain't. It ain't. But, but listen, it's a process. It's a process. But what if you never start that process? <clears throat> Guess what? You stay here for two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. They got to kick you out. Exactly. Then what happens after that? It's on you. You know what I mean? You, you, you find another cell. You go to another cell. You go to another cell, but you, you whatever you, you take that with you to the next cell. But see, that, it is a cycle. It is a cycle. You never look, start to this is a bo- that door, some of these doors need to be those spinning doors. Mm-hmm. But that's how you're doing. You're going round and round the circle. But you got it all together. You are the smallest people in the field. It's easy to say, but it's hard to live in. But like, you just spoke. That man, he said, it's all clear. No more power. It's hard. It's hard to live. You're right. That's all. A lot of people don't have to speak it. They know what to say, when to say it, but as far as living, because a real Christian, you don't have to, have to say anything and people won't know. They'll know, they'll know that the change has happened. Yes. Without, right. Without the word. You the devil know. knows how to use the word. The devil, uh, <laughs> he knows, and listen, he knows scripture better than you do. Right. <laughs> Go ahead. It become easier for me once I stop trying to tell you what's wrong with you, you what you're not doing right, and trying to explain the Bible to you, and start looking at myself. Mm-hmm. What's wrong with me? What's going on with me? Reading up the Bible, reading the Bible, help me understand your word. And focus on me. Right. And my walk becomes a lot easier. And people, and people, that's how I, I used to be that. I used to be bumping head with the 
they bumping it the Bible on, on Christmas. Yeah, that's true. And the other thing is, I'm so encouraged, though. I'm goddamn smart. Uh, I'm stupid. You know, it, it, to, to the point of, I think I know, so when I stop, I realize I don't know. If I knew so much, why am I sitting in this chair? Ah, see, man, you, you see. I'm glad it came out your mind. Sometimes. Sometimes that thing unvicious. I'm sorry, I just need to, uh, I just hate to interrupt. Anybody in here do the TV test? If yeah, he came in here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, thanks, brother. He, he, I'm glad you said it. They think I'll be over, you know, overly doing it. I'm not, I'm not, the thing is, first of all, I, I, what I kind of need you guys to understand is, I'm not, what I'm saying to you is what many people outside of here think. They ain't no good, ain't nothing good about them. They watched up. They, when y'all, not y'all, but when people are out there asking for money, they wave them by, they don't even look at them. They're Christian. Evangelical. Some of the most holiest people. They look like me, some of them don't look like me, some of them white, some of them. They, they are some of the most religious, God-loving human beings on the planet who won't give you a dollar. My point. Won't do, won't come one step foot inside a place like this. And you a Christian talking about some, the spirit of the spirit of the shield of hope and the crown. You all this Christian. You know it back in the ball, but you won't come into no homeless shelter and, and just give people food. You know, I, I hate to get personal this thing, but you know what? Let me tell you about, about 35, 40 years. My mother died while I was Christian happened about 50 years. And I was smoking crack at the time. But the point, the point is, I used to ride my mother sometimes, you know, we'd be going to different stores and stuff. And I used to, I used to, I used to, I used to always ask myself, how did my mother die off Christian? Is she riding by these holy people? Ain't giving a damn, ain't giving a warning, doing nothing. And that, that turned me off, that turned me off from Christian. Well, see, don't, I, want, I want to say something about, I understand how you feel about <coughs> Christianity. But don't equate Jesus with Christian. Many of us Christians, we don't actually live out the tenets of Christ. As far as Christianity, that's what Jesus spoke against. Christianity. It's true. He did. You're right. Would Christ be a Christian? No. No. Listen, look, and I said it before. Whatever man makes will kill you. Whatever God makes will heal you. Man made Christianity. Man made religion. Man. Us. Flesh and blood. But if you notice, if you notice, everything that man makes has a negative to something. He built a car. Now we got emissions problem. He, he built a drug. Now we got opiate epidemic. From a doctor. We got people who are addicted and high all day from a doctor. Man-made cocaine. You can't do the natural cocaine leaf. The leaf that they get the cocaine from, that leaf is, is actually gives you energy and helps with headaches and other pain. But when you apply a chemical substance, which is made by man, you get cocaine. <coughs> Meth. When you take all of the substances that man makes and put them into one formula and cook it, you get something that will eventually kill you. But if you look at an apple, an orange, a pear, a banana, you look at what God made. His stuff 
will usually heal some of the stuff that's going on. Like oh. So all this religion, like people, we got a generation of people who no longer want to be considered Christian. I have to be honest. I don't necessarily like that title either. Not with Christ. Not with the way he's teaching. Not especially, especially with these ones that support Donald Trump. The way Christianity is today is Oh, well, look, the original institution, when you look at Christian institutions, well, I shouldn't say that. I'm trying, I'm trying to be right in the name of the Lord. I'm trying, I'm trying to be better. A lot of, it's amazing how you have a lot of, uh, of my Caucasian brother who say that you should not have a prosperity message <coughs> pre preaching about money. When they are the originators, <laughs> you cannot be a hypocrite. You are the originator. You built. You think all of these religiously based colleges? They were built by our Caucasian religious brethren. And you gonna sit here and tell me that we can't we can't talk about prosperity and helping people know the Lord and make money? Prosperity is helping. Not keeping yourself for yourself. That's supposed to be. That's how it's supposed to be. All right, uh, you weren't even doing nothing, but I, I thought you were pointing at your wife. Oh, no. I know y'all know it's smoke break. I probably went all the way over. <laughs> but yeah, to that, you know, but that's my issue with some of these some people who talk about, you know, you shouldn't have a prosperity message when they pass to making six figures. Yeah, and many of them got it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And with that Kleplo, and he was done for asking. But, you know, but you have a lot of our, our, our brother brethren who have these great cathedrals. And then they say, well, you know, when we start getting great cathedrals, they want to change the message. Come on. But at the end of the day, We've got to understand, we've got to develop, we got to deal with our trauma. And that's the part that we got to take to God. You got to take to God your trauma. You got to take to God your pain. Because only He can fix it. Nothing else that you have is going to fix it. So I'm going to let you go. I'm going to get up out of here. I need to start with the rest of my day. <laughs>